Hi guys and welcome back to God's Goals Podcast. It's been a minute, but a happy new year! Woo! 2023! We in this piece! <laughs> well, in true fashion, starting the year out, the new year, uh, with some new things. Um, so I was recently in one of um, my church groups and this topic came up and I thought it ironic because this was a topic um, that I actually spoke um, on the year, well, last year, earlier last year um, in another group. And so I thought since this topic seems to be floating around, I thought, why not uh, share it uh, on the podcast so buckle up, listen in. We're going to be discussing manifesting versus faith. God's goals. God's goals. Recentering our focus on Christ. Okay, so um, this was a really, really, the manifesting was really big last year. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of kind of confusion, right? It was a, it was a lot of confusion around it. Like, is it cool? Is it not? Like what, what's, what's up with it? And so we just kind of did like an overview in one of my groups earlier last year. And, um, so again, just sharing this with you. Um, so let's first look at, um, manifestation or manifesting right manifestation this is just a simple google um definition manifestation or manifesting refers to various pseudo scientific self-help strategies intended to bring about a personal goal primarily by focusing one's thoughts upon the desired outcome on the techniques are based on the law of attraction or new thought spirituality um while the process involves positive thinking or even directing uh requests to the universe it also involves action steps on the part of the individual so that's just a google definition of what i got from of manifesting um now looking at faith since we're seeing the manifesting versus the faith so faith says First, this is a Google one, faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Uh, the biblical definition, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11, 1, and that was the King James Version. So compare the different types of reliances, right? So we have manifesting and we have faith, right? So manifest says, this is what I want slash believe for my life. Please make it happen, universe, or I'll make it happen, whichever, right? So if we look at faith, faith says, God, this is what I believe you have for my life. Let your will be done. So it's two different mindsets, right? When we're looking at manifesting or manifesting, we're, we're looking at it two different ways. One is like, I, you know, I will have this house. I will have this job. I will do, 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 do. I will do this or we'll have this. And one with the faith is it's more of a submission, right? We're saying, God, 
This is what I believe you have for me. It's nothing wrong with saying, telling God things you want, but it has to, it's the heart posture, right? We have to be open for God to say no to those things. We have to be open for God to say, wait on those things. We have to be open to whatever God says. We have to submit what we feel our life should be or what we should have to what God says, right? So one seems more of a submission, right? And so then manifesting what? It takes what? It takes self-reliance, pursuit of personal passions and desire. You're doing it. You are manifesting everything. I manifest. I manifested this house. I manifested this husband. I manifested this job. I did that. I manifested this. I manifested that. It, you, right? It's a self-reliance. It focused back, you know, I manifested that. I'm asking the universe. I am asking the universe to manifest this for me, this, and this, and this. If you look at faith, faith takes a dependency, a dependency on God, right? Faith takes prayer, seeking God, submitting, obedience, reading and studying the word of God, release. Because sometimes, again, like we just said, sometimes the things that we want, we have to release some of what our desires are and tell God we are open to his desires. We are wanting his desires. So what's the results of the two? What's the results of me manifesting Versus the faith or putting my faith on it. So for manifesting, um, there is possibility of gain, right? No one says any of the things that we hear, witchcraft, anything. No one says that those things aren't possible or true. We know that 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 the things that we come against are, are a lot of spiritual different things that sometimes we have no knowledge of. So it is a possible gain with that. But still, there's a lack of fulfillment and joy. Right? When God gives us something, it's we get other superficial things, things of this world. There's a lacking there. I got the job, but something still doesn't feel right. Right? I got the raise. I beat that person. I I, I, I told them I, whatever it was. I got this, but something is still off. So it's possible for us to receive that gain with the manifesting, but it will lack fulfillment and joy. Why? Because the source is not from God, right? That's not the source. And so with him, there's peace. So let's look at faith. When we're looking at faith, the purpose, the results of faith is what? Purpose. And usually um, a multitude or generational impact. So not only placing our faith in trusting God with our desires or trusting his desires for our life, not only are we looking into walking into purpose, but we're actually on usually we're impacting a multitude of people or and generationally as well right it's a it generationally as well and so um looking at those two side by side and we also know manifesting has a, a very slippery slope because i know some people are like oh it's just i'm just stating what i want and then you have others that you know with universe i'm putting it into the universe and all that we know i want to put my desires i want to put my heart my trust i want to open up not to the universe but to the one that created the universe the one that's above the universe and you know it just goes to us worshiping something so you know just keep those things in mind when we we do it it's um you know with that so how do we choose faith over our plans or things we're trying to manifest See, because manifestation really just becomes what? It really becomes us pushing out what we want for our lives. 
and not really what God wants for our lives. We never ask God. We just write down our plan. I need this. I want that. So how do we choose faith over our plans or things that we are uh, trying to manifest? So the first way we can do is what? We can submit to God's will. We must submit the will we have for our lives to God's will. Instead of approaching God with our list and expecting him to check it off, we must submit to him and allow his will to be done. His will is bred from purpose. See, when God places, a, when we're doing God's will, not only is it bred from purpose, but we can trust that it's bred from love. It's bred from knowledge above what we can ever think of, right? We're talking about God knows everything and anything about us intimately right deep the fears the lies the things you try to keep away from other people god knows all that so when you're speaking to god about what am i doing with my life or what can i do with my life or i'm gonna submit this you can trust god got every all the knowledge he know everything he knows past present future so not only is his will bred in purpose it's bred in so much more things love joy peace purpose uh generational things right so i just and and most of the time our desires and plans are sometimes bred out of our flesh why you want that job why you need that car is it because you want to be flashy is it because to show off to someone else is it because you just want more money because you feel like money is the happiness and it's the key to life so a lot of times you know what we our desires and what it's spread out of can come from our flesh so we must trust god to know what's best for us in our lives that's 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 not you know i'm not gonna sit here on this line and act like man sometimes you don't want to be asking god because you know god gonna probably say no 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 ma'am no sir you know you're not doing that and you're like dang i wanted to do that i want to try that i feel like i need that i feel like that's for me and god's like no i think not or maybe so but let's hold out and see you know, um, we, we we have to trust that God knows what's best for our lives. Bringing our ideas to God allows them to be filtered through the Holy Spirit, right? It allows, if we bring our desires to God, it allows those things to be filtered, right? And remember, it's a two-way street. So we're bringing our desires to God, but we're also open to the, to what he has to say back to us not only about our desires but what he feels what he sees for our lives so but at least bringing it to him and saying god i had this idea for this business or i think this might work uh for this promotion or i i'm, I'm ready to go off on somebody but i'm coming to pray to you because I'm going to let the Holy Spirit filter that little idea, that thought, that feeling, that emotion out before I act, move, or just uh, go on it, you know? There are a lot of scriptures here. So it says, as there are many devices in the man's heart, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. So it's many things come in our heart. We, we desire a lot of things, but it's only what God wants for us shall, uh, will stand. So let's look at it like this. Let's read NIV. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19, 21 NIV. So we got a lot of plans, but God's will will prevail. We have a lot of plans. Let's look at another scripture. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, 
the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. Uh, for, um, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Psalms 127, 1 through 2. Okay, so basically it's also saying we're stressing ourselves out, right? Doing this and doing that. But God grants sleep and rest. We It's rest in God, right? So it's nothing wrong with pursuing or asking God, but we have to trust him and rest in that. What's the last scripture here? Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Um, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Okay, those are the NIV versions of those scriptures. So we know that in God there's rest because it's it's tiring to, to uh, pursue those things, especially without God. Uh, God's approval. So what's so that's the first one. We know um, how do we how do we choose faith over um, our plans or things we are trying to manifest? How do we do that? We submit to God's will. That's the first thing. Okay. So the next question we have to ask ourselves is: What does it look like to have faith in God with our dream um, dreams slash life? Um, so when we're looking at that, let's see, what does it look like? First thing it looks like is to be obedient. Nothing says I trust you more than to actually listen to when somebody tells you something, right? Depending on who it's from, but especially if it's from God. Nothing says I trust you more than obedience. Okay. Be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing we can do. Listening and being obedient to the holy spirit's prompting is key what does it look like to have faith in god with our dreams in life being obedient and listening to the holy spirit okay sometimes things are a yes a no or not now and sometimes the holy spirit's prompting push us into an area in our lives that require growth or even into a totally different direction period right but whatever it is, we must allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Okay? So, sometimes it's a yes. We, we said that about submitting to God's will. Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes it's a not now. Sometimes it's a let's talk about this area in your life. I know you brought up that job promotion. But let's work on forgiveness. Let's work on your compassion. Let's work on your prayer life, your time with me, your your serving. Let's work on those things, right? And so he'll take us in a totally different direction. Or he's, or you may say, I, I think I want to do this. And God say, but I, I think this is maybe a better fit for you. I, I, I know this is for you. So some ways that we can confirm the Holy Spirit's prompting uh, would include what? God's word. It's scripture, Bible, right? Prayer, fasting, godly counsel, those things, because those things can, can help confirm the things that we feel like we're being prompted to do in the Holy Spirit, right? 
and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it's neither, it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. That's John 14, 16 through 17, right? So Jesus is letting us know he's sending us a helper. We don't have to go out this, go through this life like, Lord, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. What I'm supposed to do. He's already sent us a helper and, and, and he will help us, right? And he lives with you, it says, and will be in you. So we have some built-in help in the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is tap into it and use it, right? Uh, we, and, and, you know, and sometimes the Holy Spirit prompting is definitely different than what the world is saying and doing. So it can be a little tough, but it's all it works together for our good. So that's the first thing we can do. What does it look like to have faith in God with our um, dreams in life? The first thing is to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. What's the second thing? Well, believe what God says. Sometimes things don't look like God's promises. God may say you're going to have that family. You're going to have that child. But God, I, I, I had a loss. I haven't been able to get pregnant. Uh, I, 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 you're going to have that job, but I, I haven't, I keep getting turned down. You know, so sometimes when we, God tells us the promises, the things that we see, right? They don't look like what he says, which causes us to try to manifest or make things happen in the way we want it to work. Right? Didn't we kind of see that happen? Biblically, we saw that happen, right? So when when the things don't look like God's promises, we, we don't see what God is seeing for us. It causes us to manifest or make things happen in the way we want them and when we want them. That's another key. The way we want them and then when we want them. Because sometimes God's promises may, what, take a little longer than we desire. We can't see them. It's been three years, Lord. It's how long I got to wait. We see a good example of that in what? Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. You know, um, they kind of showed us, you know, that what, what? Abraham had a promised son. He was going to get it. If God said it, he was going to get it. And, but that was kind of a, what? They kind of took matters in their own hands, right? You know, and everybody's human, right? We're human. We understand that the anxiousness that comes with things or, um, you know, want it. I know even when God used to reveal things to me, it'd be like, okay, thanks. Thanks, coach. I got the ball. I'll handle it from here. No, 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 no. That's not the way it worked. <laughs> God didn't give me something for me to handle it, for me to, for me to, no, 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 no. It was just, it, thank God he was kind enough to say, hey, look, this is what we're looking at. This is what we're doing. This is what I see for you. But I had to be obedient enough to let God show me, work with me, develop and grow me so that I can get to the place that he revealed to me, right? And so we have to trust God's timing with that. Um, our other times uh, with our dreams, um, other times, the dreams are bigger than what we could imagine. And we downplay them out out of uh, fear or we're afraid to move forward. You know, so a lot of times God shows us this dream and we're like, oh, man, <laughs> I I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I, have, I can't even imagine that. 
And so then that fear sets in you like, you know what? I'm comfortable here. I'm not going to rock the boat. This is cool. You know, God might be calling me to a ministry in this place or doing it. But I'm, I'm good right here, though. I'm doing my little nine to five. I'm collecting my check. And, you know, I'm afraid to try something new. I, I'm, I'm okay here. I'm comfortable here. You know, or you, you know, you, you downplay. You say, well, if I could at least just get this job, then maybe, you know. No. If God says you can do it or have it, believe him and move according to the Holy Spirit's prompting. Right? So you have some people that God may say, well, well, let's wait. We're working. We're working. And you have some people that God saying, go for it. That, that whole, that whole building is yours. That. You know, that this is this is yours or that dream, go for it, move that, move that, do that. And you're like, well, uh uh-uh, I don't wanna I'm scared. I'll rock the boat. I don't have the resources. What if I fail? You know what? If I could just get this little job, I really don't need the building, just give me this little room. No. If God says you have it, you're gonna have it. If God says you can do it, you can do it. Believe him and you move accordingly. God told the children of Israel, that is your lane. That is your promised lane. Go for it. Go for it. We know initially the first set, <laughs> first the first little set that was a tr- trouble. But the next generation was ready. They were ready and listening to how God wanted them to take on uh that challenge. So if we look at the scripture it says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. So if you were worried about, oh, I see this. But I don't know. That just uh, the resources. I'm not qualified. Just I don't know. That's that's really big. You know, that's really big. I, I just don't know. No, Scripture lets us know for with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's Luke 1, 37, chapter one, verse thirty-seven. And then there's another scripture. And blessed is she that believe. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Right? So blessed in those that we believe, right? Because we're going to see it basically, right? We're going to see that. And that second scripture was uh, Luke 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 45. All right. So we got our one, two, two little keys right there. What does it look like uh, to have faith in God with our dreams, our lives? So we know what one of what it looks like is what to, to be obedient, right? With to book, to believe what God says, right? So that's either whether it's the goal, stop, wait, go for it, whatever we believe him, right? What about the third thing? Patience and God's timing. So if we're obedient to the Holy Spirit, if we believe in what God is saying, then we have to what? Have patience and trust God's timing, right? God's timing for our lives is vital, right? Look at Joseph the dreamer. It Joseph uh, taught us dreams don't always happen in the way we think they will happen, right? He had this dream. He had to dream more than one time, right? About how his brothers would bow and bow down to him, and this and this and this, and his family. Um, so we learned what Joe Joseph taught us that dreams don't always happen in the way we think they will, but they do happen. If God said, if God has said it, right? They may not happen in the way we think it, but we know they will happen if God has said it. 
um, we may receive a vision, but we have to be patient and obedient and allow him to fulfill it in his way and in his timing. So those things, it, it goes, it, it, it levies right back to God, right? It levies right back to God. So we, we know in both uh, scenarios, we have Joseph, which is, we can kind of find that in Genesis, historian Genesis uh, chapter 37, verses 1 through 36. And then we look at it again in Genesis uh chapter 38 through fi- uh, verse 50 um and david right david also is another example of that uh, david what he got anointed young and he did these things it took him some time to actually become king david right but during that time, God was with him, was developing him, was growing him. You know, he was meeting and building this. And and so it never stopped. His purpose continued. It just, the timing may not have been what, what most people would have thought the timing would have been. If he's been anointed, you know, from a young age, man, he what, should be king, teenager, young man. But that's not exactly how it happened. And that's okay. David experienced and went through a lot during his time of growth and waiting. So it's we're trusting God's timing with that. David's story in what first uh first Samuel chapter 16 verses 1 through 13. We can kind of see that. Okay. So what's the uh, another point? Speak it even if you don't see it. Now, here's what the tricky part is with the the manifesting thing. It's one thing to say what you want. It's another thing to say what God said. Hmm? It's another thing to say what God said right after we didn't filter that through the holy spirit after we're praying and submitting our plans to god that's another that's a totally different ball game to speak it even when we don't see it if god said it believe it (laughs) have confidence and stand on his promises let your faith and trust flow through your actions right obedience and faith in work slash action Right? So that's your obedience and your faith in your work and your actions, right? I said again, having have confidence and stand on his promises. Let your faith and trust flow through your action. I'm gonna be obedient and I'm gonna have faith. Because God said move to this way. God said do this, this. So my actions, I don't see that right now, but God said it, so I'm gonna move on it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna work hard at it, I'm gonna, you know, do this, I'll fall back on that because I can see it. Your speech, right? Your speech. So what? Speaking things as they were. Being bold about the promises God has in tough times. So sometimes it's like, oh, God said I was going to. God said, you know, I'll make it through this. God said I, I would have this. I would be this. But boy, oh boy, I tell you, it's tough right now. I don't even see that. But when we use, you know, what we speak. You know, and speaking through our tough times, speaking life in rough times or doing unsurety, that's everything. We can speak to, to who God is because he reveals himself to us, right? We can trust and speak to who he is. So when we say God is this or God is that, we can speak to that because he reveals himself to us. He reveals himself to us through his word, what Bible, scripture. Likewise, we can speak to who we are because God has revealed himself in us why we know who god is 
He has revealed himself time and time again, not only to us in so many different ways, right? We got receipts on who he is, but we can also speak to who we are because God has revealed himself in us. God tells us who we are and we can repeat it and believe it in confidence, right? He tells us who we are. He tells us in scriptures. He tells us in our spirit. He tells us in so many ways. And we can repeat that and we can believe that. We can say that. You know, like I got some people that go around saying, I am the head and not the tail. That you can go. What what we can repeat and say the things that God has already told us we are. Right? And even in our quiet time with him, we can recite it and believe it when we need to reassure ourselves. So we can look at um we see Abraham. We see Abraham's trust and faith, right? Abraham did that, right? Abraham's trust and faith in God's promises, right? We see that. Abraham showed us that. Although some of the uh, promises had not yet come, Abraham still spoke and acted and moved as if they were. Right? He spoke and acted and moved as if they were. We see that at with Abraham doing that. Well, let's look at Genesis 24, 6 through 7. It says, Abraham is speaking to his servant here, right? This is a time where he's picking a wife for his child. And Abraham tells the servant, make sure that you do not take my son back there. Right? Referring to where, what, his homeland, his place, right? Okay, so the scripture says, make sure you do not take my son back there. Abraham said, the Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's house and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. So in other words, Abraham was like, don't take my son back there. Cause this mine right here, God already promised me that. Now at that time, that wasn't his, right? He was still he was still a foreigner in the land that he was living. But look how he was speaking to his servant. It is really, it's really a uh an afterthought. But if you look at it, it's it blows your mind. He was speaking it like, oh, I'm gonna get this. This God told me this land was mine. So don't leave it. Don't take my son back there. No, whatever you do, because this is mine. I'm gonna stay on it. I'm gonna stand on it. I'm gonna stand on God's promises. I'm gonna stick right here. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stand on that promise that God made me. So don't take my son. Again, this conversation is not about him saying God's promise. His, his, his speech has already changed. It's already affected by believing and trusting and having faith in God in his life. We use him as an example of anxiousness before, but we see what that spiritual growth. That's why I tell people, be patient with yourself. You're not always going to be in the same space every time if you allow God to work within you. You won't all you'll continue to grow, right? So we see that that was that, that wasn't even a point of that scripture and conversation. Nevertheless, we can look at it and see that Abraham was believing God and speaking it. And speaking it, even though he didn't see it. Again, he was still a foreigner when he was telling his servant that. But he spoke it out of the promise and the faith that he had in God. And that's what we that's what it's that's that's what it's all about. All right. So what? We down our number five. Number five. Number five. We got a lot of a lot of ways to do it. Okay. 
What's another way? Seek God first. That's kind of us going backwards, right? We acknowledge that. We have to seek God first. Some of the most well-known names in the Bible, Jesus, Abraham, Solomon, David, Moses, Joseph, the dreamer, never asked for things. They sought God and his will first and then received the glory, right? We, we know Jesus had already gotten the garden was like, nevertheless, right? Not my will, but your will be done, right? We know that, we know that Abraham was simply being obedient to God. He sought what God wanted him to do. Oh, Abraham, leave, leave your family, leave there. Okay, God. Okay, God. Even with the sacrifice with his son. Okay, God. And God was like, oh, I see you. Let's go ahead and add a multitude to your, let's go ahead and add descendants so numerous, <laughs> you know, more, more descendants in the stars in the sky. Let's, let's do that. Right. For Jesus, let, let's, let's give you all the glory and the honor. Right. And Solomon, right. Solomon, Solomon actually was only going to God to just make sure he's a good king to, to God's people. God said, oh, I see you, Saul. I see you. Yeah, I like that. I like that hard posture. I like that hard posture. Right? These, they never went to God and said, Solomon go to God and said, let me be the richest and the smartest man alive. Abraham never said, God, I want so many descendants, I can't even count them. Right? That was the byproduct of seeking God first. That was the byproduct of obedience. That that was the byproduct of those things. Right? Joseph never asked for the dreams. Right? And Moses' relationship with God was the byproduct of obedience. Right? And being open and having that correct heart posture. So what was our scripture say? But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33. And so what's our last one? So we had number six. Reimagine the blessing. Right? Oftentimes we see the blessing as monetary or something that's superficial, right? A superficial thing. But God's blessing could be peace, healing, especially in this day and age. Uh, you hear a lot, you see a lot, you like... Peace looks, it's, it, it is almost worth this weight in gold. It is worth this weight in gold, right? So reimagine God's blessing. God's blessing could be peace. It could be healing. It could be health. You're walking around with good health. You're walking around with a healing. It could be protection, safety, a place where you can safely lay your head. And it can be monetary provisions, right? It definitely can be that too. Imagine the blessing and that that reimagining happens a lot of times when, when we submit because we are changed when we encounter God. Like we look at some people in the Bible, disciples were changed, Paul, people he healed. We are changed when we encounter God. So that blessing, that dream, that what I think for my life, that's going to eventually change. I'll reimagine that. And if I can, God will give me something to reimagine it because my desires are different now. You know, what I'm wanting for myself are different now that I'm allowing God to come in and make that change and, you know, and take control. We are reimagining things for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his 
good purpose. Philippians 2 and 13. Right? And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, according to his will, he heareth us. So it's like what? The confidence that we have is that if we ask anything according to God's will, that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have, you know, we, we know that we would have that. Go over a recap, recap. So when we're looking at manifesting things versus faith, it's really not even about um, downplaying manifesting or anything like that. But the reality of the matter, there is no comparison. The effects of that versus faith is no comparison. But the world will try to trick us and make us anything to pull us away from God. Anything anything to make us self-reliance. Because, the, the, because a true relationship, what it, we depend on God. Right? What does Paul say? For when I am weak, I'm really strong. We are depending on God. So the world constantly pushes us in the direction of self-dependence versus codependence. Now you can correct me if I'm wrong. If Jesus had to pray, had to depend on God, <laughs> right? Needed God. What makes us think we can walk around all willy-nilly and don't need to talk, pray, consult, ask, nothing. If you notice anybody great in the Bible, most people that were great in this world, if you know, there was a codependency on God. I got to do what God tells me to do. It's not perfection in people, but it's more of that obedience. So what we're saying is how do we choose faith over our plans or things that we're trying to manifest? How do I do that, God? How do I... How do I do that then? I can't tell you what I want. I can't say what I want. Absolutely, we can. But remember, we said it's all about our heart posture in submitting. That's the first step, right? It's it's okay to tell God some desires. But we have to be okay with whatever he says back. And we have to be okay with submitting to that, right? And so then, what does it look like to have faith in God with our life and our dream. Okay, God, so I realize that. I may even try to manifest some things, right? This and manifest and the universe. All right, God, I'm letting go of that. And I'm going to submit my will and trust what you have for my life. But how do I really like go about doing that? So we went over six points. What? Be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Believe what God says, right? Patience in God's timing. Speak it even when you don't see it. All right. So started out this year. Um, and we're going to moving into new things. And I and I and I strongly believe this is the year that we can focus on um the the things that God has shown us and trust God's path and wait for our lives, right? But we, we gotta have to know what and how to do it. Right, it's so many influences on us. It's so many things we have social media, we have TV, we have comparison, and this and this. And I see this person doing this, and they have this, and everything is very microwave, and everything is. And so it distracts us from going to God and saying, Hey, God, have this idea. Hey, God, this is really a desire of my heart. How do you feel about that? Whatever, right? So we're not manifesting 
we're we're gonna walk into it with faith, right? We we're not trying to do it ourselves. We don't man. We don't want to manifest anything for ourselves. We want what God has for us. It is gonna always be better. It is gonna supersede anything we could ever want and desire for ourselves. But it does take work, right? It does take work. And we can trust that the Holy Spirit would help and strengthen us with that, right? It does take obedience. It does take trusting God's timing. It does take growth. It does take submission, submitting, right? It does take those things. But we can trust God with all of that. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to God's Goals Podcast. I don't want to end the podcast without offering Christ to any one of my listeners. Um, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. There's more things to building up your spiritual walk and making that change. But the first step, confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Okay, so I have a podcast out called It's a Gift. Go to that podcast and it goes into more details about receiving that gift and and tools um, that you can use along the way as you strengthen your spiritual journey. I guarantee you accepting Christ will be the best thing you ever did. Go to that podcast and listen to it and get some information there. Okay. Thank you guys again for listening. See you next time. Bye. God's goals. Recentering our focus on Christ.